Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris. You know, everybody's talking about prayer. Most folk, most people don't understand prayer. But I want to talk about somebody that I think mastered prayer. And, and let's talk about the prayer life of Jesus. You know, in, in Luke 18 and 1, he spoke a parable to them saying that men ought to always to pray and not to lose heart. So there's a chance that we can lose heart right in the middle of praying. There's a chance that we can lose heart right in the middle of enduring to pray. In other words, as we begin to pray and believe God, then we lose heart. Why? Because God doesn't do it fast enough. Because a lot of times we pray out of fear. We pray out of obligation. We pray out of our heart. And then sometimes we just pray out of our head. You know, if we're going to to do a synoptic study of the Gospels, Matthew and Luke and Mark, we understand that John is not one of the synoptic Gospels. But in, in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, and you I am well Please. In other words, he prayed before at, at the baptism, a committal life to a new era that John announced. You know, and look at Jesus' prayer life. When did he pray? What did he pray about? And why did he pray about those things? And the Bible says in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, And now in the morning, having risen a long before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Now, it never tells you what he prayed, but it says before his first preaching tour in Galilee, he had just prayed for the sick. He was praying alone. Look at Luke chapter 5, verse 16. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness, and he prayed. Let's look at Matthew 14 and 23. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. So we see some things that are taking place. Let's go to Mark chapter 6, verse 45 and 46. Uh, Immediately he said he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethesda. While he sent the multitude away, and when he had sent them away, he parted, departed into the mountain to pray. Look at Luke 6 and 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. So we see here, before he chose the 12, he had just healed the sick before he chose the 12 in in Mark 6 and 46. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. He had just fed the 5,000. Look at Luke 9, 18 and 21. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined in him he asked them, saying, Who do the crowds say that I am? So they answered and said, Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Others say you're one of the old prophets that has risen again. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, The Christ of God. And he strictly warned and commanded them to tell this to no one. Now, why did he not want them to tell this? He had been praying and he come out and he said, Now, who do they say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Before Peter's confession, he began to pray in Luke chapter 9. At the trans Configuration, he took, he would for a time rise, look at this, above them to a vision of the Father's face and in communion with the Father's heart against which he leans and finds strength and comfort. We see him praying all the time. He prayed for Peter. He prayed that the Lord's the Lord's prayer. When they come to Jesus and said, look, teach us how to pray as others are praying. He said, our Father, which art in heaven, 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive not give us our sins, for we forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. While there is not any indication, any source, any particular stress of soul in the part of Jesus, yet it is worthwhile to realize that it comes to and drenched in the spirit of Jesus on immediately communion with the Father. We see he prayed over and over and over about these things. But you say, what did he pray? Well, he never really tells us what he, what he prayed, but he tells us that he spent a lot of time in communion, in fellowship with the Father. And I think there's a, there's a place, you know, when he was on the cross, he, at the ninth hour, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the Father, into your hands I commend my spirit on the cross. So we see all these things taking place. We see him spending intimate time with the Lord. And we understand that he spent intimate time. But I want to talk to you about spending intimate time. Because the prayer life of Jesus is an example we need to follow. You need to go to Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And just go through the scriptures and search all those scriptures about prayer in Matthew and Mark and, 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 and Luke. And see what he did. He, he prayed at the baptism. He prayed before his first preaching. He prayed before he chose the twelve. He prayed uh, just when he had fed the 5,000, before Peter's confession. He prayed at the transfiguration. He prayed the Lord's Prayer. He prayed for Peter. He prayed all these things over and over. He prayed the prayers at Gethsemane, his prayers on the cross. He prayed at the times of his life that was crucial. This is the beauty of grace.